You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer, as well as a Celestine prophecy enthusiast. So on the last episode, we talked about the first insight in the manuscript from the Celestine prophecy called a critical mass, where once enough people start awakening to these mysterious coincidences in life that really make them feel alive, there can be a bigger shift happening within humanity. The second insight is called the longer now. And so in this episode, we are going to be talking about kind of understanding the past in order to get to the future. So in this particular chapter, he is speaking to this man who he describes the first insight to and they start to have a discussion about how once we see the historical background and bring it to our awareness then it actually enhances the first insight it makes those coincidences and this idea of a critical mass make more sense um, but he says something that's really interesting. This guy, Dobson, I'll give you just his, his last name. He sees history in what he says, you have to look at it the right way. So instead of just looking at technological, technological advances and, you know, the material achievements of humanity, he says that it's worldview that we need to think about. And so a quote from the book is when Dobson says, history is not just the evolution of technology, but the evolution of thought. So what's really interesting about this to me is that what he's saying here is that the way people think, which is because of their perspective and their reality, is what we need to look at if we're going to figure out how to move forward because we are still going to keep advancing technologically just based on how humanity moves forward how we know to move forward that's that's kind of a given at this point we want to be advancing all the time but it's really important that simultaneously we are also evolving in our thoughts and how we perceive the world around us. And so in this insight, it says by placing ourselves in history from a perspective of mindset and the current reality, we can actually see what contributions we can make in order to move forward from a collective, healthy, um, connection standpoint. 
And so it places us in a longer context. So instead of just looking at the moment right now and trying to think like, oh my God, this seems impossible. How are we going to move forward? Um, it gives us some context to how shifts have happened in the past. So it talks about how when we do this, we can start awakening to the awareness of coincidence and we come out of this preoccupation with economic progress. And so that's kind of like the main point here that he's making is that like, we get so caught up in how to get more things and how to make more money and how to establish ourselves in this earthly context that we don't actually see that there's more to life. And so what's really interesting and very helpful, even for right now, where we are in the world, um, is that the next thing that they do is that Dobson says, we have to actually look at the last millennium. Like you have to actually look at it and see what stages we went through. So he basically says like around the year a thousand, let's say middle ages, he says the reality was defined by the church. So the whole world kind of revolved around this spiritual view of the world where, you know, you might have had a particular social class and you kind of knew what to expect based on that. Like life wasn't really a surprise. If you were at a, in a certain class, you kind of knew what um, occupations and lifestyles were available to you. So there wasn't a lot of surprise there. But regardless of that, it was God's plan that determined what was going to happen to you. And your whole life was kind of based around you know, in a spiritual context, just whether you were going to win or lose salvation, as they say in, in the manuscript, and that the church would decide based on like what they were preaching to you and how you behaved, whether or not you had earned that. And then in addition to that, the idea that there was no surprises, the element of surprise, I guess you could say, or um, unpredictable nature was that everything was really defined based on otherworldly ideas, how it was like if there was weather or a death or a tragedy, it was an act of God. So if there was a thunderstorm and lightning struck a tree, that was God, you know, that might've been seen as a sign. Maybe you did something bad. Um, or if someone in your family dies, unexpectedly that was God taking that person and then you had to hope that that person had led a good life and would gain their sal salvation um and so that was kind of how everyone's lives revolved and they trusted the church and they call them churchmen in this book um which obviously I'm not a fan of but the people in the church, you know, priests, whoever was leading whatever particular religion at that time, they had kind of told you, this is how you're supposed to live. If you follow these instructions that I am myself am telling you because I am the example of how everyone should live, then you'll be fine. And I'll let you know if you're doing it right or not. <laughs> it's kind of like how everyone lived their lives. Then the next stage which came um, as medieval times in the 14th and 15th centuries. It's described in the book, says that 
people started to become aware that these churchmen were violating their vows and taking bribes and doing things that did not adhere to the strict principles that everyone else was expected to follow. And so people started in small groups at first and then in a growing number really getting angry and saying, you know, well, if you're still going to get salvation, you're the person in charge. How come you're going around doing all this stuff that sent my relative to hell, you know? Like, why why do you have to, you know, why do you get to do whatever you want? Like, this doesn't now make sense. There's no logic. There's no proof that anything you're telling anything you're telling me is true and so there became a growing number of people a critical mass of people in a rebellion that really collapses that reality and starts to make people realize like that's not how this is um you know this now we can't adhere to this anymore but then there's this uncertainty people are like well if it isn't god making all of this happen why is it happening how is anything real right now and people start to get very unsettled and when they start realizing all these structures that were placed for them that they were told you must act this way this is the only way to be that is correct once that gets torn down, it's like, what's the next step? Like, how do we know what's real? Like, what are we doing anything for? And so that's when people started sending explorers out to be like, well, we have to figure out this earth and figure out what's going on and like how we're supposed to be living. There's got to be something out there that can tell us this. And so these explorers are kind of out there starting to go and look. But in the meantime, everyone who's still at home is not going to just sit around. So they start trying to do things to figure it out for themselves. And the best way they do this is in one way is to create better living circumstances, a better standard of living. And at the same time, also creating a new need for science and so they need they have nothing to trust right now so they need proof so science was the one place they could go where they're like well if we can create this scientific as evidence for these different aspects of our lives and the earth we're living on since clearly it's not just god you know smiting us and like it's not our actions that are making someone die then we need to figure out why this is happening. So then we now realized, okay, well, now there's going to be a scientific method. We're not going to wait for these explorers to come back. We're just going to start testing everything. And test we did. So then our concepts of how things are in the world, we needed them to be proof. We needed actual evidence. All of these things that now, you know, we look to, we, we need accurate information. We need to know sources. How do you know this is true? Um, all of that became very important. And also the undercurrent of this time period is now a secular 
society and an economic focus, which is replacing now this spiritual and church-focused world. And so security for the individual becomes the most important thing. You know, what we're surviving, we're in survival mode. Like, what do I need in order to survive in this economic time where making money is the most important thing and having my own space on this planet? And then on a larger scale, in order for that to keep growing and happening for each individual, we're basically conquering the earth. You know, we're learning how it works by tearing it apart. And now we're realizing, okay, well, if we're not going to have this stuff just magically provided for us, we need to get it for ourselves. And it's every person for themselves now at this point. And accumulation becomes our driving force and like accumulating everything we can, you know, and getting, having status, all of these things become really important. And so now at the end of this period, what's happening is people are kind of doing all of these things to distract themselves and staying busy because we don't know why we're doing this. Like, what are we surviving for? What's the point, right? At least before you were living your life based on wanting to achieve salvation you had this end goal right and then now we're kind of in this period where it's like we don't know why we're doing any of this and the only way to realize it is to slow down and so the idea behind the understanding all of this before we look at our current position is that we need to integrate this into our consciousness and realize that there have been these significant shifts in the past and that they have moved into a whole new era each time. Life didn't stay the same this whole time. And once we are aware of that, we place ourselves in what they call the longer now. So yes, we're looking at this moment, but with the, all of the context before us, which gives us kind of a hint at how we might move forward. And so the idea behind this manuscript and these insights is that physics, psychology, mysticism, religion, they create this whole new synthesis that's based in the coincidences. So that is kind of the, the summary of that insight. And then, you know, when you apply that to the year 2020, we kind of experienced a lot of that, right? We experienced these structures being brought to our attention because everyone slowed down. I know it's very frustrating, even for myself, thinking about how, you know, how we could we be so unaware of the severity of these, these underlying issues, but we were living in a time where slowing down was not an option. And then once you do slow down, you have no choice but to have these things revealed to you. And so having a point where there's a lot of people at home with less distractions, like I said before, that's not for everyone. Some people have more distractions. They've got kids at home. They don't have time for all of these reflections. But, and you know, healthcare workers are working more than ever around the clock. But for the average everyday person who is not in one of those essential roles, there was a lot more time to start even considering your own place within that. And now looking back at all of these previous 
um, you know, centuries and even decades in our case, you, you can really start to see how these structures that were created um, are not working. They don't make sense because now the explorers are back. They've been back for centuries. We get it. We know how the world works. We're not just trying to busy ourselves anymore. Now we're at the point where we need to figure out how we are meant to be existing as a collective, right? So we're, we're not really at the point where people are grasping the coincidences, um, the fact that there is an energy that exists below all of that, that it's an energetic shift that needs to happen, um, and how we should be treating one another, how we do that in a way to create harmony with the earth. We're at a point now where we're just getting to the point where the skepticism is at an all-time high, where no one trusts anyone. And even right now, scientific proof isn't enough to prove anyone of anything because people are believing whatever feels true to them for whatever place they are in life right now. And so if you really think about it throughout the last stage where we've been focusing solely on this survival, we've kind of removed any esoteric things from our daily life as a collective and uncertainty has kind of been now instead of being embraced as like you don't know what's going to happen next anything could happen that used to be just built into our lives whereas like we created the society where you're supposed to know exactly like the order that everything happens for you in life and if it doesn't happen that way we panic and that's exactly what's happened in the last year so I think that when we start to realize having this time that like the uncertainty gives you that time to think about your purpose, to think about where you fit into the world, what your contribution could be that could carry things forward in a positive way. And that's where my whole philosophy of finding your inner light worker comes in. Like, how do you fit into this energy of the earth and the coincidences and how you can impact other people? And so my thought actually that I actually wrote down here is if the world is uncertain anyway, why not start to believe that this could be a possibility, that there could be this energy, right? Like at this point, what do we have to lose other than to maybe lose a few hours if, we, if you're just listening to these podcast episodes, right? Like just think about it and look at your life and see how that might fit in. And I'm not saying that this has to be everyone's truth, but this is just what I believe is my truth, right? And I think that it does resonate with a lot of people. And which brings us to the next episode, which will be the third insight, a matter of energy. So you can kind of see where this is going and I'm excited for that one. I think that it's going to be really interesting and I have a lot to say about it. So I thank you for listening to this episode and I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. 
Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.